That thing's gonna bust. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Mitten, adapted and illustrated by Jan Brett, published by G.P. Putnam Sons Books for Young Readers. The Mitten is an old Ukrainian folktale about a grandma who knits her grandson a new pair of mittens to his exact specifications. While out playing in the snow, the boy loses one of those mittens, and one by one, each woodland creature discovers it and attempts to fit inside. Will this boy ever be able to find his mitten intact, or will it be destroyed by the animals, only to be seen again wrapped around a squirrel in an environmentalist movie? Well, put on your snow pants, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on a boy frolicking in the snow by himself. He looks to be skipping or jumping. But I don't know who jumps with their arms out like that. It's like he's doing a big number in Les Miserables. It is nothing to die. It is frightful not to live. I guess that's one way to entertain yourself. Besides the one-man performance he's putting on, this boy doesn't have any gloves on. Brutal. He's got to be cold. Maybe he's been out so long he doesn't feel his fingers. Because that's the only reason I can think why he's not using his pockets. It's clear this is old world. We can see a thatched roof cottage. And the boy's basically got leather bags over his feet as boots. It's a different time. Unless that's how Ukraine is now. I wouldn't know. I've never been over there. And I certainly don't plan on going anytime soon. I'm sure you guys are thinking, uh-oh. David's just going to hammer the Ukraine jokes today. But you couldn't be more wrong. Because I'm not touching that one. I was actually thinking, since I don't have a Ukrainian flag in my Twitter account, this would get me in everyone's good graces. So get ready for it. I'm going to state something extremely cliche. But everyone can agree with it. In the war and stop the killing. See, if that's not uniting... I don't know what is. Now back to the book. Jan tells us this boy, whose name happens to be Nicky, wants a fresh pair of mittens. Uh, duh, you think? No, he just wants to be the only kid at school packing snowballs with his bare hands. Now that'll make you a man. Nicky wants his mittens to be white. What's this guy thinking? Does he know it's after Labor Day? He's gonna look like a foo. And on top of that, it sounds like he won't be shaking any hands. Because you can't get any dirt on him. Nothing will make him look more worn out faster. It's like my Air Force Ones. Okay, I'll stop. No one's buying it that I got a pair of Air Force Ones. I'm closer to a pair of Skechers Archfits at this point. Quote, At first, his grandmother, Baba, did not want to knit white mittens. If you drop one in the snow, she warned, you'll never find it. End quote. If they're on his hands where they should be, how the hell is he going to drop them? Now, if she said, if there's an avalanche and all that's poking out of the snow is your little white mittens, we'll never be able to find you. Now that would make sense. What color mittens are we looking for? White. What genius thought of that? Nikki insisted, though. Because he had to have those showstoppers on his hands. 
so his baba knitted them for him. Now those are some real fair trade mittens. Then she warns him as she's feeding the geese outside. I love a good faux bird. That she'll make sure he's okay when he gets home. But then, if he loses those mittens, she'll make sure he's not okay. That shit ain't free. Talk about a different time though. Grandma doesn't know where her grandson's going, and she doesn't care. She'll just check him for frostbite when he gets home. Now those were the days where you could get into some good trouble. Now you only get in trouble on the internet with some 40-year-old stalker living in his mom's basement. But then again, maybe this carefree attitude is the reason why we don't see this kid's parents. Grandma didn't care about them either. Or they lost their mittens and were too afraid to return. After Nikki leaves, we see him climbing a tree, and what do you know, he loses one of his mittens. I guess it's kind of hard to climb a tree with mittens on. But then again, who climbs trees in the winter? With the snow boots and the snowsuit on? It's like trying to climb with a dead body on your back. This kid is a goof. But hey, he knows how to entertain himself, that's for sure. I have to say, for the same reason this kid took off his mittens, is the reason I don't like mittens at all. There's no ability for finger movement. You can't grip anything in those things. Maybe if Grandma was a better sewer, she could have made him gloves, and he would have never had to take them off. And this folktale would have never happened. So the mitten's lost now. But who just so happens to find it? Why, it's a mole. And he gets himself nice and comfy cozy inside. But this starts a chain reaction of a bunch of animals showing up and trying to squeeze inside. Some people just can't let you enjoy things for yourself. Oh, the Douglases are joining the country club? Let's do it too. Timmy, it's my turn. You need to share your scooter. Hey, is this still taken? After the mole, it's a rabbit who gives him a few kicks to move over, and it cuddles up in there like your girlfriend trying to take all the covers. I'm cold. These are my sheets. Scoot over. Next up, it's a hedgehog, and this thing is getting tight. But that doesn't stop an owl from flying in and joining them, not wanting to miss out on the fun. Hey, Charlene, great Super Bowl party. The bean dips to die for. Ha, thanks, Karen. It's simple, really. Hey, Charlene, look who decided to fly in. It's John. Hi, John. A badger shows up. And nobody wants to mess with him. So he joins the crew inside this not-so-little-mitten anymore. You know, this thing is starting to look like a high schooler's car going to a Billie Eilish concert. Hey, you coming to the concert? Johnny just got his license. Hop in! You think his Honda Civic can handle a 14th person? Totally! Now we see a fox and a bear somehow manage to fit themselves into this mitten. It's almost unbelievable. Baba must work for Lululemon. Oh, have you tried on these clothes? Their material is so new and revolutionary. I just love it. I'm telling you, I've never felt shit like this. It flexes and moves with your body. Yeah, it's called spandex. No, it's a different kind of stretch, and I paid well over $100 for it. It's special. Yeah, well you spent well over $90 too much on spandex. Who should show up after the bear but a mouse? And the animals look like they're about to burst out of this bulging mitten 
like old Al Sharpton in a tracksuit. The mouse squeezes her way in and sits down on the bear's nose. Whoa, I thought this book was for all ages. Quote, The bear tickled by the mouse's whiskers gave an enormous sneeze. The force of the sneeze shot the mitten up into the sky and scattered the animals in all directions. End quote. Bless you! Well, that blew up faster than a porta potty outside a wing-eating contest. Nikki sees his white mitten fluttering in the air and snags it right as his grandma is looking out the window to see if he still has two mittens. He's not wearing them, but he's got them. Lucky him. If he thought frostbite was bad... Just imagine what his grandma had in store for him if he lost one of those things. She'd be feeding him to the geese. And the story ends on just a picture of Baba holding the mitten, dumbfounded as to how the one mitten was able to be so stretched out. That thing's been worked over, like it was Jeffrey Tubin's Zoom meeting mitten. There are several prevailing morals to this folktale. One is, sometimes in life, only a certain amount of people can reap the benefits of something. Which is why we have tickets to certain events. Could you imagine going to a movie theater and having to sit on each other's laps? I know there's certain people who might like that, but most of us would not. You may think you'll be able to squeeze one more person in, but in all actuality, you'll be doing more damage than good, and could end up ruining it for everyone. Another message is, somehow grandmas know best. They've seen it all, so if they give you advice, listen. And the last moral, of course, is, Gloves are better than mittens. I don't think I need to explain that one. So what do I think of Jan's adaptation? Well, this thing is a classic, so I think it was pretty damn good. I haven't seen the original folktale, but it certainly seems that Jan didn't screw anything up. She showed the highly relatable dynamic between the boy and the grandma, and had some comedic relief in there, with all the animals piling into one mitten. It all just worked. As for her illustrations, she seemed to capture old-world Ukraine quite well, and I believe her pictures have become iconic. When one thinks of winter, her illustrations almost always come up. So they not only worked, but they elevated this read. If you think you're having a bad winter, take off your gloves and flip through this book. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 4.4. I'll have the full bird and a taste of some of the trimmings too, because I need it. My bones are freezing. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.